0: welcome everyone to another episode of into the pit and i have here mr johnny g he is a producer he's a paranormal investigator we're we're going to talk a little bit about uh his his take on the the paranormal and um some of the things that he's doing or trying to do and and uh, first off let's just have you talk about yourself a little bit
1: all right well thank you very much for having me kyle i i'm um I'm new to the paranormal worlds. Uh, I've got a website set up called Supernatural Detectives, and I'm producing content that's a little bit shocking for people. Um, the content is revolving around more sexual nature of the uh, supernatural and paranormal activities, spectrophilia, paraphilia. Um, abductions with with some kind of sexual action that's taking place. That's what I'm looking to to interview and and research about. Some things um, might be a little graphic. I'm doing reenactments as far as production. I have some background in the adult industry. So I'll have people that are actually doing the uh, reenactments that are adult entertainers. And if someone has a possession or some kind of incident and they allow the camera to come in, I might get that as well, but that hasn't happened so far.
0: Now, when you're talking about uh, like the, the sexual encounters with the, the paranormal, are we talking like the incubus and succubus, or is this something else?
1: Well, I'm, I'm kind of a factual person, and when we label something with a name, we're pretty much not clear in knowing what it is. I mean, they don't come out and say, yes, I'm a succubus and i have magical powers or some kind of abilities to do things um i I think it's more describing an action and understanding um the the background on how that might have came to be that's where I'm, i'm going into this part so labeling things not so much but any type of activity any if it's humanoid if it's um corporeal if it's spiritual, whatever it is, I'm looking to investigate and get some research done on it.
0: Well, I've tried to do a little bit of research myself, and I'll admit I didn't get very far, and everyone that I talked to always referred me back to an incubus or a succubus, and outside of that, don't know, even that subject itself, I don't know a whole lot about, so I, I'm going into this blind. I, <laughs> I have questions and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know a whole lot. So you'll have to forgive me if I don't know the subject that well. And, you know, I've, I've run across things that I can't explain. Um, I can't say that I've run across something in that nature. However, I, we were at a house in Spring, Texas and had a lot of activity in it. And, um, anyway, it was me and another guy, we s- got to stay of the night in the house. So we slept on one end of the house and then the lady slept on the other end. We left the recorder going all night. And as I was going through it, there was a section where, I mean, it sounded like right next to the microphone, a woman having sex.
1: Hmm.
0: That's the only Thing that I can say that I've come near to that subject.
1: It's an odd thing when you your brain processes what you might think of something, and you're not certain because you can't see it, you can't verify it. Um, if you've had an experience like this, where it's a ghostly or unmanifested, uh, maybe sound or audible encounter. Um, I have had situations where someone pocket dialed my phone and I, I wanted to hear something and I did in my head. And I, I, I heard, I thought I heard someone having sex and it was my ex-girlfriend. And I'm like, this is, I drove over a house hundred miles an hour, nonstop, get there. And she's sleeping on the couch. And (laughs) I'm like, okay, did I, did I hear this? Was it my mind that was creating this? What was going on? I didn't report it. But sometimes audible evidence is is not super reliable, but um, it could be manifested from your own mind and then shared in the interpretation or the the discovery of it with another person. If if you're saying, hey, does this sound like this? If you open it up and you're uh, unbiasedly just presenting it, say, listen to this, it doesn't give any foreshadowing or any type of framework call it what it is and they might have a different interpretation sound sound is a weird thing like that visuals that can get into things that are weird too i mean you might see a shadow or something like um you could have a feeling inside of you and and interpret that visual if it's not clearly identifiable as something and it's i think it has to do with your hormones and your state of being and your unconscious mind at that time. And I think that's a lot of what to do with the, the presence of these things. But I I myself have had a situation where I was lying down on my bed and I clearly felt someone having sex with me and I was completely awake. I was not, um, what do they call it? Paralyzed. I didn't have sleep sleep paralysis. No, I was able to move and I I was not thinking it was a ghost. This was many years back. I I just thought this was very unusual. And I had other situations where my body had psychosomatic um, reactions. Psychosomatic being your mind is developing a physical irritation to the skin or perhaps a movement or something like that based on what's going on inside the mind. And I I wanted to research this further because they're connected. I believe that they're connected. And I've got some very profound theories on demonic possession or basically things that can interpret a lot of um, what we call spiritual or etheric kind of entities or or encounters. And I've talked about this several times in other podcast interviews and I I want to find people that have had these situations and see if I can pull a correlation and see if it's actually sound in my, my hypothesis. But I I feel that this might be caused by microorganisms inside the body.
0: Okay. This is interesting theory. I want people to to listen to this. Yeah.
1: So, uh, most of this in my life, the, the encounters with, um, Weird situations, which I couldn't understand or uh, explain too well, started from something that happened to me in the United States military. I was in Special Operations Command back in 2000, and right when 9-11 happened, I was given an injection um, undocumented by a man in my unit that I never saw before, and he disappeared, and I felt very uncomfortable with the situation, and I had some adverse reactions my body had psychosomatic um, reactions and I started to do things that were abnormal. And right at that time, there were other things involved in what was going on. I was isolated for 30 days and then released from the military. And they gave me medical discharge stating that I was bipolar and I had no symptoms, nothing like this ever happened in my life. After that point, things started to get a little strange. and. I'm thinking that there are people that are aware of um, the effects of microbes and vaccines and uh, tinkering with DNA and RNA and how it can be influenced from electromagnetic energy. So if you were to to kind of figure out who would be the the best source or uh, resource to, to... know investigate this it would probably be the military the United States military they're the highest budgeted people and they would probably want to protect themselves from things that were you know unseen but I I feel like this is probably the the explanation of many things and I've been watching a series it's a fictional series called evil on paramount plus yeah it's uh with Mike Mike Coulter Coulter yeah it's, it's a really good storyline, and if you look at it through the lens of everything, all these demon demonic forces and everything being controlled by microbes, it makes so much sense. And what I mean by this is inside of your body, we have 10 to 100 times more foreign DNA other than humana- human DNA. There's, there's 100 times more DNA in your body that is not human, okay? Okay. And There's organisms that are documented by renowned doctors and and scientists inside of your gut biome that control the endocrine system, that control the hormones and control the urges inside of your body. For example, um, Kyle, what's your favorite food?
0: Ooh, my favorite food? Uh, shrimp.
1: Okay. That's not your favorite food. That's the gut biome's... uh, ideal resource to stay and, and maintain homostasis okay those organisms are processing and helping your body digest and doing a lot of different functions feeding your body's vitamins and all those things and it craves the nutrients inside of that that food source and tells your brain from the endocrine system from the hormonal response to go and seek out this food source uh, people have problems with uh, yeast inside the body. Same thing happens. They'll start craving lots of carbs, lots of sugar, and they'll get out of balance with the yeast. Now, it's, it's my hypothesis that these, these organisms can piggyback on the intelligence of the indi- individual, um, use the, the cognitive reasoning of the brain, and live autonomously and remotely inside the body and externally outside the body as the same entity and they can live inside of you and and inside of me at the same time and be the same entity it explains the demonic force why you can't kill a demon and you can banish a demon because you could reduce the the, uh, balance or reduce the the concentration of that microorganism inside the body to to remain balanced with the other organisms that are inside of your body if you, you're interacting with a foreign environment, sometimes you're contaminated by something. And you, in the, the series Evil, it, it showed this, like people were contaminated by minerals or by metals or something like this. And it has a hallucinogenic property to it. And it can put your body off balance and it can co- cause like um, cognitive and processing uh, hallucinations. So if you're, if you're thinking to yourself, okay, this is a demon inside of me but you think about it as an organism that might be out of balance this is how chinese medicine and i lived in china for a while so i, I kind of studied this perceives things they don't think that there's any disease they say that there's an imbalance so all of the things that are going on with the manifestation of demons in our world the prevalence of all these uh, uh growing numbers of paranormal uh activities happening around there's more people on the planet but there's more um seduction from the idea of the magic or the the unexplainable i think that's what attracts people if they just thought to themselves oh i need to put my body back into balance and it's not a demon it's less sexy it's less seductive it's less interesting for the the people and it it also from the, the series of evil puts the religious organizations in a position where they have less power because they can't protect you from these things you can do it on your own to protect yourself but this can also explain certain humanoids and things that are are possibly manifestations in a corporeal form of the demon or the organism being in a host that's maybe manipulated dna and i mean this because there are organisms that live inside your body even um, multicellular organisms like worms and things like this that can actually alter your DNA. Okay. So they can make you into a blood craving werewolf kind of thing. I mean, look at rabies. What, what does rabies do to animals and people? It makes you foam at the mouth and get aggressive and, and basically turn into a zombie. So, and there's other organisms that do this too you get that under control and your body goes back to to maintaining state status. But for an extended period of time, you might change your form. You literally could change your DNA to a point where your form is changing. And you can also pass those genes along. Mm -hmm. And that could cause over time, some kind of branch in our species. It's possible.
0: So, Almost like, uh, I guess, the equivalent of the Metachlorians or whatever you hear of in Star Wars.
1: Yeah, I, actually, what's kind of funny about that is I did some research and George Lucas, he, before he sold um, Lucas Films and Star Wars brand of Disney, his last three movies were not supposed to be a, a, like a, a recycled version of the first five. It was actually supposed to be about the Chlorians and the, the microcosmic aspect of the force, hmm. which which I think if you look at him and you look at his documentaries and his, his uh, interactions, I, I think the way that he's perceiving the world is very similar to the view that I have. He, he's seeing this balance of the force, but maybe he recognizes it as something that is too un, unbelievable or, or he doesn't want to go and um, alter people's perceptions that much. But I think that he's got a perception that's very similar to mine. Maybe he, he calls his alien. Or ours could be just terrestrial, but there also could be components of alien um, DNA as well.
0: So that's a possibility. I mean, I'm, I'm always open to different theories. I mean, I have my own theory on it, which I still think that because we can't destroy energy or You know, we can only transfer it. So, and our bodies are made up of energy. Once we die, that's that's our spirit. Is that that energy that's, you know, moving moving around and doing all these things in
1: haunted locations. So this is interesting because if you look at the physics of that, and there's the last episode that was on evil. I actually just watched earlier today was about measuring the weight of the soul. Mm-hmm. And they were doing experiments to see how much the soul weighed. And if you understand the formula and equation for uh, Einstein's theory of relativity and the, the transfer of energy, that amount of mass that is responsible for energy production is tremendously small comparative to the amount of energy output. But That energy needs to react with other matter in order to stay in our environments. And what I mean by that is, if there's a a ghost or an entity trapped in a room, this is where I go back to the microbes again. They are probably responsible for the mass that can host the energy, the actual weight of it. And it could be covering the surfaces of everything. Like if you look at a room, if you could only see bacteria and microbes, it would look almost identical because they cover the surface of just about everything on the planet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those things could be reacting with the presence of that person's personality or um, attributes that was inside the host, because it gets more complex when you learn about microbes, but they can actually communicate interspecies. So they can communicate within their own species and they have a, a different dialect, which has a complex lexicon to communicate with other organisms that are singular or multicellular. They can communicate with them complexly and signal each other. So if they were using our own intelligence, this is another thing that makes the demonic forces so powerful. They would know everything that you can think of and there's nothing you could hide from them. Mm -hmm. And they could know it almost instantaneously, okay? But as far as the energy being trapped in a room or you know, haunting us or moving through the world, energy cannot exist without interacting with mass, okay? It just travels. It needs to react and then there's uh, dissonance within the field. There's some kind of interruption. That's how energy reacts with the universe in terms of physics. So there needs to be a point at which the energy reacts with, like think about an incandescent light bulb when the filament is, is, is hot, okay? It's got energy traveling through it, but if there was no filament, it would just, it would already be the other side, light speed, okay? Right. So it has something to react. Air is something that it can react with. Oxygen, hydrogen, all the gases in, in the, the atmosphere that we have, those things are elements. And I talked to someone in South America that was, um, they were part of a, a, a cult or a small organized religion that believed in um, and elementals and yeah when I, I, ta- I talked I talked about this before with somebody and most people's perception of elementals is that they're water fire air earth because they're going from magical descriptions of these things but we, we our language evolved with science and the words that came to us in our modern language came from the same roots okay Elements on the periodic table and elementals, I, uh, here's a hypothesis tie-in, are the same. They have some kind of uniform, uh, consistent pattern of growth or um, change as far as oxidation and things like that. And they probably have some kind of consciousness on some level, an atomic level or something, like, which can interact with things that are small. So the way that I've kind of theorized this is that we've got lights, we've got uh, mass, which is elements, and then we've got molecules, which on a base level that are programmable or or organized are organisms or organic uh, biological organisms, single cell, multicellular, or whatever. But those elements probably communicate within the molecule, and have some kind of rules and i don't mean rules like um ethical rules i'm thinking more on terms of like physics they can okay. only do binary functions or something like that but they're they're encoded in a certain way when they're all working together then you have light and this is something that people um dismiss and i don't know why if you look at ancient i think it's Um, I can't remember what language, it's an archaic language, it's a dead language, but the word Lucifer is red, okay? Okay. And each, each angel has a corresponding light or color, okay? And this one, I think, I think it's Aramaic, I could be wrong, don't, don't uh, quote me on that, but this ancient language, actually each color was an angel, Okay. And if you think about how that works, angels can destroy demons and it, light and em, uh, emitted energy can kill demons, kill microbes. That's how we sterilize operating tables and things like that. We use UV light. Okay. Right. So I'm, I'm under the impression, I'm creating this hypothesis, which has stuck with me for a while, that angels are light. And the light is a conscious, encoded uh, messaging system. It it's, delivers um, a message to the human eye when we look at patterns and, and um, shapes around our world. And we interpret it on one level, but something smaller could have a, a whole conversation with the same thing that we just see a, f- a fraction of the information from. You understand what I mean? Like on such a small scale, light traveling from this one side of the computer to the other is like that. But when it comes to a microbe, it could be a transmission of recognizable thought or conscious uh, information flow. Okay. So you have this war between angels and demons, heaven and hell, which is light and basically not dark, but the, the, the material world that we're in. It's in a constant state of flux because it's being hit with energy, which is in the form of electromagnetic waves, light. okay? So it's not so cool and sexy to think about it this way, but it basically gives us the shape of our reality and it gives us the idea of good and evil, okay?
0: Right.
1: And my, my thoughts on this are, here's another thing that's kind of interesting. Angels are generally uh, assumed to be hermaphroditic or unsexual. They have no sex organs, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay? Excuse me. But demons, they, they procreate or they, they multiply. Okay. So those things that are controlling the environment may have no way to reproduce, but in the world where we have material growth and organized cellular division. we need to have some kind of like sexual reproduction i'm tying this in because i'm interested in the sexual part of things right and i think i think that on a cellular level on a single cell level there's basic um instructions to procreate to, to well,
0: reproduce let me, let me say something on that because whether it's a single cell organism or a multi-cell organism they all have uh, this the one similar trait which is the they're instinctively are trying to survive and one way that they do that is by procreating so that's why you'll see cells that split and become other cells they're always just, just, just that's your instinct is when you're in danger, you're trying to protect yourself. You want to survive. So all organisms share that. So that, that's, where, that's where that comes
1: from. Yeah. And I'm also thinking that that very inherent nature of reproduction on a cellular level keeps us manifesting the same type of outcome for things and having the, the sexual undertones to a lot of our thinking and our ways of life phallic symbols, the shapes of things are all rep- reminiscent of procreation to, to reproduce, to grow. Now, on a, on a single-celled organism, they can go through 200,000 generations in one day. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's organisms that reproduce that quickly. And they're still maintaining the same integrity in terms of their intention, which is to maintain their cellular shape and everything that they, they are. So they, they have the same behavior until they, they have some kind of radical mutation, all right? So those things could be called, uh, they could have technically, I mean, if you thought about it in terms of like science fiction, um, you could call an ancient Latin demon the same name and technically that same species let's say it's, it's a gut biome bacteria or something like that it could recognize that it was that before because it's unaltered to a certain degree through thousands of years of, of mutation and, and changes so it's passing along that genetic um, information or the, the learned information and it passes it not by the host but by the carrier or the the medium inside of you. Okay. Uh, that gets a little complex, but I'm thinking to myself, all right, what's, what's an explanation for these things, speaking ancient languages, understanding these things and, and tracking the behavior. Well, <clears throat> I think we're just basically big ships for them to move around on. I think that's the basics of our, our body and our biology where we, we evolved from one, eucatide going into a, uh, another cell like one cell going into one, another cell that's how the, the birth of multicellular organisms came into being they, they needed to interact to have an alliance and then they divided okay so <clears throat> the demons are always represented as having some kind of like um malintent or harmful intent well if you think about it in terms of like what they're doing in the body, they, they want to eat you. You're a, a food source in a certain way, an energy source, so they want you to die, but they also want to live out their existence in a way that's most productive for them on the grand scheme of things. Okay? So they're, they're and honestly, I don't think anybody really wants to live forever. The, the amount of like uh, cynicism that you would have, like imagine how many times you fucked up in your life and just knowing that you messed up a million years of that, it would just, it would haunt you. You would not want to have that existence. So I think that you're capped out in terms of your biology because you would go crazy knowing everything and, and dealing with that. Those demons could possibly feel that way. That's what maybe why they want everything to end, because they they might recall the history of our entire planet.
0: Wow, so I <laughs> this is one of those things that I you, you would sit around and talk about when I smoke too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. I mean seriously, when you think about it, it makes sense, and uh, I often when i hear things like this i i compare it with something that i i do know about and this is like you mix star wars and and uh marvel's uh, venom together you know <laughs> yeah kind of
1: i i've actually had a lot of thoughts about that and the the uh, legends and the parables that we have throughout history and stuff like that but there's some things that have happened in my life that seem to make me feel like I have some kind of role in the the world and I'm starting to get a little anxious because I've been stuck in a small little apartment in Florida and I traveled for many years around thousands of places around the world. And I I want to actually go out and start investigating the world again, but I, I need to, to have some kind of, um, mechanism to make that happen. So that's why I was saying like reaching out to people and trying to find these, these incidents. I don't expect everybody to open up about all of their, their incidents. I think that um, I don't want to talk about scary stuff. This is one of the topics why I was looking at spectrophilia. I, I don't really want people to relive the, the emotional haunting of their mind from a trauma. But if you have something when you're like, yeah, I had this crazy sexual experience and you're going to open up a little bit about it. And then I'll be able to see, okay, what was, what led to this? Um, you know, what, maybe you were a good host, your physical being, the human genes were a good host for a particular organism. And I've been getting blood tests every week to, to identify things inside my body. And I'm looking for answers on this on a, a, you know, a home level scientists, uh, I don't have a laboratory or anything like that, but um, just to kind of get some answers. And I think that the sexual nature of thing, because it's so ingrained in us, it's so embedded in us, that it's going to be easier to talk about, plus more fun, plus draw attention to reenactments and things like that, because people will go on that. I don't know if this is a particular demon that's inside of me, that's trying to propagate. Okay. And what I mean by that is I, I'm a, I'm a very sexual person in nature, but I'm not going to be going out and trying to get everybody to, to have a big orgy. I, I'm thinking to myself, um, I would like to have sex in my life I'm and have a, a female in my life on a regular basis. And, I think that most people have the same urges. I don't think that everybody's out to, to have some kind of massive, crazy, magical uh, blood, sex, magic origin. So
0: right. Well, one thing that you're probably going to run across, because you know how it is, you bring something new to the table. You're you're going to have those people that are going to oppose you right off the bat.
1: Mm-hmm. They're
0: not going to want to listen. Uh, you know. Some people already think we're crazy because we go out chasing ghosts. You know, now you've brought up something new that I've never heard of before. Uh, you're going to get those people that are just—they're gonna, going to oppose you around every corner. So, I think if you brought this to the right people that have an open mind, maybe you're going to lead into something new that we—that we haven't thought of before.
1: Well. I, I think that um, I would love to be part of some kind of like discovery, um, have some acclaim in my life. I'm not looking to, to write a book and uh, maybe maybe a book to explain my, my hypothesis, but I had uh, a lot of people talking about the experience from the military and some things that have happened in my life, like a biography or autobiography. I, I don't want to to sell that i don't think i if if it's if i were to write it it would be more like an account like a police report kind of thing like this happened this happened all the facts laid out so i had it documented it's not like i want to share that with everybody in in the the world for entertainment like if it's usable for you sure i'll send you a copy of that but like what's the point of of trying to, to like sell that unless it's just to make money and that's not my intention. My intention is to actually have experiences and find answers for myself. So,
0: well, you you are, are going to find people in this community that their their goal is to prove what is it that we're we're seeing. Is there life after death? Is you know that this is not some mass hallucination or you know we're we're misinterpreting things. So, to get with those folks, be, and I say you you don't know what you could be bringing to the table here. Now, it could be something; it could be nothing. The whole point of what we do is to to prove. You know, the ultimate goal is: are these ghosts, are these spirits, and what are they? Um, are, have you seen the, uh, the 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 photon camera? I think that's what they call it. Um, there's some other fancy name for it, but. They use the the uh, the that spectrum of light to uh, to pick up spirits, and so you will actually see the form of the spirit you don't see with the human eye. And if you haven't, um, the, the ghost hunters, the the newer group, mm-hmm. um, they have a, an episode or two that they use that camera. Just go back and look at it. Maybe that's what you're talking about, these organisms. Maybe that's attaching themselves and making those forms.
1: Well, it makes a lot of sense because you you have bacteria covering your entire body.
0: Right, right, right.
1: So, like, they could be emitting some kind of signal. And what I mean by signal is electromagnetic field. Now, that could be interpreted maybe by a camera as energy output of light or some kind of field that you see. But it could also be like a, a Wi-Fi broadcast.
0: Well, you know, so. we, we can communicate through electrical uh, pulses. So, and being that electromagnetic fields, that's that's an energy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you're talking about them communicating. Maybe that's why we're getting those kind of readings on our, our equipment. Um, and also you know that we can communicate through through light they use laser beams to communicate yep so maybe you're on to something
1: no i I mean my my reasoning is very sound The, the the way that i've talked about this in the past it seems like some of the information has propagated into the minds of people that are probably writers because i actually i worked with a writer for a while and He's a very profound uh, comic book writer. And the story in, in Evil, the TV series, I'm like, man, that's written in New York. My friend's in New York. I'm wondering if they have in his writer's circle just ideas floating around from what we've talked about. And, or like the ideas are, are manifesting at the same time because people are getting little bits of information and putting it together, but no one's completed the puzzle the way that I have or this particular vision of it in this. This way, this filter that I have, and uh, I think that with ghost hunters and finding spirits, there's other things which I, I talked about in a public podcast that I did a while back um, about me interested my interest in supernatural and paranormal things, and I said most of the material things on our planet could probably be explained through microbes and elements. Okay? But there are things like portals. okay. thats I don't think that's going to be something that is done by a microbe. I could be wrong. It could be that it was induced by the microbe, but I'm saying like space-time opening in a wormhole or some kind of portal to hell or whatever you hear about these things, that's not an organism. That's energy field itself. That's some kind of something. I don't know how to explain. It. I don't know what it is. It would be interesting to, to kind of stumble upon this this kind of thing, um, but I can't, I, I can't explain that. So, throw, with the microbes,
0: think of it this way. Okay, now I'm, I'm. This is a stretch, I guess, but when you think about, you get down to the atomic level and how small things are, and how that world is, and the the rules that govern inside that universe. It's face it. It's it's a universe in itself. So you've gotten that small. What if we happen to be just like them at a different scale and we're actually part of some bigger organism? So why couldn't something like that happen? Portals and things like that.
1: I agree with you, but I've thought about some of the flaws in our fictional stories like Ant-Man, okay? ant-man shrinks down on a molecular level to like um the size of atoms or something like that how is he going to breathe all he has is what's inside that suit that means that anything living around there what are they breathing i mean they have to be organisms that don't breathe oxygen or elements because they're as small as atoms unless there's something smaller that they can breathe that they could process energy from so i'm i'm like this this is very difficult for me to process because i'm like if you're getting down that's small. and then light as i said that if you're on an atomic level light travels 300,000 kilometers per second okay so on a, a, a level where you're a micron or like the, the distance of an atom apart, light is going to look like what? A solid object? Because it's the, the speed at which you're moving? Or what, it, I mean, how is that perceived?
0: There has to be something, even if it's the most minute, that is solid about it. Because you think of a black hole and it's, it, it, it's so powerful, the gravity is so powerful that it can suck light into it. So there has to be some kind of solid uh mass to it in some form or another whether it's you know the size of an atom there has to be something right
1: well i'm just saying on organic life level because when we think about like maybe the spirit world coming from a microcosmic universe ghosts don't breathe i'm assuming i don't know about like what what a ghost i I put a thing on Reddit, reddit the other day which is this mind bender that keeps on getting me, why do ghosts have clothes in pictures and in like videos? I'm like, does like Hugo Boss have a line of ghost clothing made in the afterworld? (laughs) Curious. Then someone's like, it's a digital representation or a manifestation of yourself, like in the matrix. It's it's basically what you think of yourself is how people see you. That doesn't make sense when you have equipment. Okay, because you're the one giving it an image. So that means that the camera picked it up and then you share it with every person that saw the camera. It's the same. It doesn't make any sense. So it's like clothes don't make sense for something that died.
0: There is a bit of an intelligence to these spirits and what they manifest because they have to manifest some kind of form and whatever it is that they were, I guess they remember wearing is what you're going to see. Okay. Cause that's so, the, that's the light refraction.
1: Well, <clears throat> my hypothesis, which I've stumbled into a couple times on this is microbes cover everything. Okay. So they even cover clothes most of the time. I mean, there's, there's uh, antimicrobial materials and stuff like that. But they cover every every surface, right? And what I'm my hypothesis is for consciousness, is it's not human. I think because there, there's this amazing book that I read called The Multitudes Inside of Us. And it talks about maybe the possibility of a consciousness stream coming from all of the, the interactions of each cell in your body. Now, multicellular, singular cellular, um, all of the DNA inside speaking with one thought or, or communicating with one stream because your brain can only process one thought at a time. So it needs to focus that. So maybe when you're dead, you're seeing the individual, uh, traces of those organisms, which give it shape and texture and cover your entire clothing and everything that you were wearing or whatever you were normally wearing, something like that.
0: Well, they but need to get I, colorful because it's always in white. Well, <laughs> that's
1: a joke, man. It's a joke. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually. I'm thinking about that for the production. What I'm doing because I'm actually doing a rendering for the scenes, mm-hmm. and I, I'll do like a a white glow. I'm. I'm not putting like a a filter where I'm, you know, opaque and then kind of. Um, it's going to be more of a glow, but most likely white or a color like pink or something to represent like a sexual energy.
0: Hmm. So, Wow. So what's people's reaction when you talk about this? Because I know you do that on an individual basis.
1: Um, same as you, most people are just quiet because they're absorbing and processing because it's, it's not your typical um, ghost hunting conversation. And, some people will drift off and they'll go, what do you think about Bigfoot? And then I'll get into a conversation for 20 minutes about Bigfoot. So, and the the humanoids and the cryptozoology and stuff like that, I kind of said that you could explain from mutations caused from microbes and a branch of the same species or a similar species. And it could go fast. Like they can mutate fast. So that's a possibility. Or chemical or um, material material like copper having too much copper in your blood or something like that can have adverse reactions and stuff but uh, most people's reactions when I'm telling them this is just basically I opened up another door and if they keep kept, kept it open or if they walk through and they investigate or they, they build upon that I don't know because we don't spend enough time after that in the conversations like this so
0: well I don't want to be too quick to dismiss anything uh, you, you may have stumbled on something that let's see, other people may not have thought of. Um, I don't know. I've never had this discussion with anyone. I don't know if it's something other folks talk about or not, but uh, I, well, I think it's something to look into.
1: I I had this conversation with a shaman in South America. I was in, I'm thinking it was Venezuela. Anyway, I was in a small country and they were in the jungle and they were going to get, because I I looked into genies and gin and I was curious about this. And this guy gave me a drive filled with all this information about how to, to um, invoke a gene, a gin. I want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, I have no fear when it comes to this stuff. So they're like you can put me in any type of situation. As long as someone's not gonna eat any of my body and make me cause pain, I'm pretty much comfortable with the situation. We can invoke anything that you want. So I'm, I'm not worried about that. But this, this um, conversation about the microbes popped up and he was saying that this one shaman was world renowned and he was finding that there were plant medicinal plants in the jungles that he was communicating with. And I said, it's probably not him communicating with the plant, but more the microbes that are inside the plants because those are inside of your body too. So if you're interacting with them, they they can communicate. And that filtering consciousness might be not a full thought like that thing talking to you, but it might be like, look this direction, check this plant, like look down. It could be just a fraction of a direction to give you in, you know, um, some help. And he he said that he was communicating with that. And I explained to him it could be the micros. And it was like a big like epiphany moment. And these guys were like, wow, that makes so much sense. And they they started to put things together. But that was pretty much the only person on this level. It was a shaman that was really interested in that type of, of perspective. So,
0: Well, I think there's so much more we have to talk about. Um, and I'd, I'd love to keep up with you on this and, and you know, see what new stuff you learn. And, yet uh, you don't have a website, do you?
1: So my website is called supernatural detectives. Mm-hmm. And on the website, you can link to my social media, um, for professionals in the industry. I have a LinkedIn and you can look up supernatural detectives. It's the same thing. Um, on, on my website, I have a reports um, texting system, Mm -hmm. but unlike other paranormal professionals, I don't want trolling and I don't want misinformation. So you pay to actually submit a report. And that way I know that you're serious about what you want to do and kind of follow through with everything. So it's, you, you pay 10 bucks and you can put a report in it for up to five minutes of texting and it goes directly to me and I can reply back and I can set you up with an interview or something like that. But that's for reports. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're interested in collaborations or something like that, and you're a paranormal investigator, you can hit me up on LinkedIn. So okay.
0: Well, I'm, I'm I want to talk to a few other people about this and um, see if we can't maybe all get together and have a discussion because you brought up some pretty interesting points. Uh.
1: It's at this point I, I would be very honored to have people recognize me, but it's going to be a pseudoscience at best because I don't have the the data collecting that would be adequate for science. I mean, you'd probably have to have 10,000 occurrences in order to to have some kind of real identifiable proof. Bosler that I had a lot of this information from the the microbes, her work in micro um, analysis, she was looking at uh, microorganisms in the ocean. And I got a lot of that. because They have something called quorum sensing where they have all these lights come on at exactly the same time. But they're done through pressure sensors and things like that inside their internal cells. So it's they they're wondering how it call comes on. She learned that they actually communicate through a language of shape. And it's really interesting. So, but as far as like getting to the answers of, of big questions about the existence of life after death and things like that. Ah oh man, I, I I mean, do do I need to know that? I don't know. Am I curious about it? Maybe a little bit, but
0: I don't know. To be honest with you, sometimes I think that the mystery is better. Um, because you you're trying so hard to to prove it. You're that you're actually having fun, you know, going out and looking for ghosts and all. The fun would kind of disappear. Let's say somebody actually found Bigfoot one day. Well then, all that mystery and everything's gone. The fun's kind of gone, you know. <laughs> hey, we we have run out of time, my friend. Um, one more no time, bro, what is the uh, what is the website?
1: All right, so it's Supernatural Detectives, mm-hmm. and you can visit the website. You can check it out on instant, uh, well, social messaging or social media. Uh, if you're a paranormal investigator, Supernatural Detectives on LinkedIn and i'm johnny g so you'll be able to, to find me there too
0: all right so. well if you would send me all your links so i can put them in the description and got it uh, um i want to keep this conversation going at another time so uh, we're going to stay in touch
1: you got it you got it all yeah. right Kyle. and nice also
0: to wanted to let everybody out there now i'm sorry to me to cut you off but uh this is a paranormal community um I know there's drama out there. I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on the fact that we're supposed to be helping one another. So, you know, anybody has any kind of comments or you have some input, maybe you can get Johnny. You're in what area of uh, Florida?
1: South Florida near uh, Fort Lauderdale.
0: Okay. So if you're anywhere in and around that area, you have a team and you would like to take Johnny with you to go do some – investigations get in touch with me or go to his website get in touch with him and uh, let's end it right there with everyone please take care be kind to one another god bless and peace